0: And I'll bet that they're being heard on every radio telescope on the entire Earth. I always wanted to be on the radio. Are you feeling by any chance like a goober? I know you
1: are,
2: but what am
0: I? What does it look like I'm doing, picking goobers? Pardon me, did I hear you say
2: On the radio, he is introduced like this.
1: Howdy, hody, everybody. You're listening to the Goober Hour. And I'm very happy to say we've got an exciting interview for you today. I am talking to musician, father, and most importantly, uncle, Uncle Jumbo. He's got a brand new album out called Taste the Sky. I love this album. It is this perfect blend of personal experiences and anecdotes and beautiful hip hop. In just a few moments, I'm going to have Jumbo on. We're going to talk all about it. So from the album Taste the Sky, this is B-U-U-U. I am now joined by the amazing Uncle Jumbo himself. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, how are you doing? Wonderful. Good. Feeling great today. You're about to play the uh, Breakfast Boogie in Austin, Texas, right? Yes, I am. How's that going over there? Everything has been good.
2: We had a wonderful album release party in Houston. Woo! And now Breakfast Boogie going on in Austin. It's going to be such an amazing time. Lots of fun. You know, we're going to jam. And I'm looking forward to seeing all of my Austin friends and family.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Shout out to Austin, Texas. I don't know how many listeners we have in Austin, Texas. That's kind of spare the rock zone over there. But um, if you're listening in Austin, Texas. Hello, hello. Now, I'm going to cut right to the chase. You have a brilliant new album out called Taste the Sky. This is my favorite Uncle Jumbo album yet. Feels like a long time coming. This is the first new album since... 2019. And it feels like there's so much heart and soul put into this. So I I really wanted to ask, what were some of the inspirations behind this new piece? Thank you, first off. Of course. Uh, Life. Life was it. Um, (laughs) When I first started
2: in 2019, that was my first. I have three debut albums. You know, those were the first ones. And I was so excited to do what I'm doing now. And I felt so aligned with everything like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. Here's three albums. (laughs) All at the same time. And those were about the garden, lullabies, m- body movement, just fun stuff. Um, but the thing is, my daughter would say, you know, I want to taste the skies this is the phrase that she made. Um, and she'd been saying it since she could practically could speak, you know, and whenever I thought about that phrase, it just sends me back to that time when she was you know, very, very little and all the little things we were doing around that time. And it felt like, something very special, a cool idea for me to be able to give sort of a way for people to unlock the memories that they have in the past and just, you know, write their name on these moments that we all have. So I, I yeah, it's all life. It's all heart. It's all soul, just little things from being a dad and and just the beautiful moments that we have that don't have to be outrageous things that we do Like crazy adventures we go on, but we can make our own adventures from the little moments and and they make up this album. So you have uh, Wild Kingdom Tea Party. You know, I'm a girl dad. I have had lots of tea parties. (laughs) 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 So that comes from that, you know, check on the soup when my wife gets home when mama comes home every time it's like she hit the game winning three point shot like and and we're <laughs> cheering mama mama and this one time i happened to be making soup for dinner and so we're at the door celebrating and i say oh i got to go check on the soup <laughs> and that kind of stuck with me you know and so like little moments are what make up this album but it's about all
1: of what those little moments add up to mean. Yeah. That's taste in the sky. That's beautiful. I just want to note, uh, I think you might be the only artist, not only in kindy, but perhaps ever to debut with three full albums. That's insane. (laughs) I can't, I I can't wrap my head around that. (laughs) Well, speaking of your debut, I want to go back even further and um, ask about your beginnings because I know you've got quite a story. How did it all get started for Uncle Jumbo?
2: Well, when I was... Maybe about three or four years old, I my family would take trips to Louisiana, right next door to Texas, and a lot of my family's from there. So my aunt in Louisiana would have these huge parties on her patio, front patio. They would have bands, Zydeco bands. That's the music that all of my family out there loves in Louisiana. They play with accordions, and, mm. and they would have these big parties out in the front and. I had a little baby accordion that was a gift. And they would put me on stage with all of these touring Zydeco bands when I was about four. Wow. And I would get to play and I'd get the dollar out of the tip hat that would go around. And <laughs> but it was such an amazing experience because all of the community would be there. And my, my aunt would be cooking for everybody. And and that's when I first that's my first memory of being around music and and having the experience of it touching me in the way that it does, you know, being around these huge amplifiers and feeling the vibrations of the music, you know, that's that's something that really spoke to me at an early age. And I began writing music when I was a teenager. When I was about fifteen, I started writing my own songs, and I've been in bands. I've done solo things. I've done all kinds of things. And then when my daughter was born, um, I started making music about all the things that she was doing, like. When she was trying to figure out how to crawl, and I would be down with her and watching just how she would tip over or could only go backwards. And I would freestyle little songs to her, and they would become what were on my three debut albums. So, like, Roly Poly was just one of the songs that I was just freestyling to her on the ground. <laughs> and, you know, a, a big part too is that she had uh she was born my daughter was born with a rare liver disease Mm. and we had to be in the hospital a lot when she was born she was three weeks old when she had that surgery but um as hard as a part you know that was a very difficult time in all of our lives but one thing that really got us through was music we would sing to each other we would um we would just we just We had so many songs that would lift us up and kind of just make us feel, I guess, normal, you know, while you're going through all that. But there was also a there's a baby in the bed across the way from my daughter and she had a speaker attached to her bed. And seeing that really hit something inside me about what just the power of music can do, you know, so I've always felt very strongly about um, just the positive effect that music can have because it's had such a positive effect on me, you know, and I'm somebody who just loves people. I think when you listen to my music, you can hear how much I just love people. All of this is just about us coming together and being together and finding the moments with each other to to live more happily together, right? So, right. all of that has led
1: to to this and it's a very special place to be. It's a heck of a meaningful backstory too. I'm always picturing biopics for the artists I talk to. And the Uncle Jumbo biopic, I can already imagine it starts with you as a kid in Louisiana with the Zydeco band. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving good vibrations. Let's Let's pitch it. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
1: We got, a, we got a little bit of time before we do a biopic, but <laughs> we got a lot more to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, I'm just happy to be here as a small part of the timeline. Uh, now, you have nieces, too. That's why you're called Uncle Jumbo. Am I correct on yeah, that?
2: Yeah. One of them is in college now. It's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, I, if
1: I feel like if you were my uncle, I would be taking full credit for your success right now. Oh, they do. Okay, they okay, do. Okay, good.
2: Good. Yeah. The younger niece, Um, she she will definitely bring it up or her mama will, <laughs> will bring it up every other Sunday dinner. So who named you, right? You remember that, right? Don't forget us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I've I've just been Uncle Jumbo in my life, you know. Just just before making music for kids, I've I've been Uncle Jumbo, so it's a very natural progression.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, you know, I'm all about credit where credit is due. So, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> one of the nieces is actually um, one of the little kids' voices that you hear on the song "Buuu." No way. Yeah. That's... So how long ago was that recorded? Is that the, is that the niece who's in college right now, or no? Yeah, she no. So it's her younger sister um she's in middle school now but it was done a
2: couple years ago because this album took three years to make wow and so it, that was one of the early things and i remember marching them around this room they were a little shy at first to to sing and i, I had to get really goofy and march around the room be you 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 be you 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 you, and then really bring the theatrics in it to get them to start really putting themselves into it but yeah one of the, one of the nieces is, is one of those voices you hear her
1: name is caroline what's up caroline Shout out to Caroline. So three years of recording this album, that obviously begins in a very complicated time in everybody's life. Uh, You know, a lot of artists recorded through the pandemic, but this album especially is one of those that feels like a bit of a time capsule for that period. So at what point while recording these songs did it start to feel like the coherent Mm. piece that it became? Mm -hmm. I knew... It, it was definitely pandemic time. And,
2: and during that time, my daughter was still saying, you know, Papa, I want to taste the sky. We would go over to her grandparents' house and we would be on the back patio because it was a time where we didn't know if we can go inside or what we're supposed to be doing, you know, and mm. we would be out there. And before we leave, we'll go into our car. She would say, Papa, I want to taste the sky. And and I would pretend to do it with her. Um, but I knew early, before I knew I knew what this album was supposed to be um, before any of the songs were completed, and also I made a lot of songs for this album. There, you know, I had to cut it down. There's 14 now, but I made about 50 songs. Wow! And they all made it to a certain level of completion, but they were all had this thing in mind: this taste of sky ethos in mind, this taste of sky feel and philosophy in mind. I always knew what it was supposed to be about. And I knew the message that I wanted to send. Um, but I also wanted to, a big thing was I wanted to, I knew I wanted to make this album about life and the little moments. And yes, it was heavily inspired by that time when we had to clutch onto those little moments because that's all we had. Um, but I had to be able to live those moments, you know, I had to to be able to let life in and, and make space to to devote time to being in my family, to cultivate and make these moments happen and then make the music. So I knew, like I said, the framework was there and it was something that I just chipped away at little by little um, over the amount of
1: that three years. Right, man, 50 songs. Now, now I'm wrapping my head around that. So you're telling me part two of your discography Also could have been three whole albums. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should just get three albums every few years. Yeah. No, I don't want to do all that. (laughs) (laughs) But it could be. It could be. I had some cool songs.
2: But also, there are also so many songs because I was going to do a different style of album. And then this taste the sky just really spoke to me i was working on more academic things um like i have some more numbers and educational fundamental songs um but this album really just made a lot of noise to me just said like you know this is a message that people need to hear right now yeah so focus on this one and so, yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot of songs in in the bank, but I, I think I got it down to just being able to, all that I need
1: to be able to spread this message. For sure. You know, something I love about your music is the melodies. As a radio DJ, when I get an email that there's new Uncle Jumbo music, before even hearing it, I know that it's going to conquer my life for at least a few weeks. I will be humming those melodies. (laughs) And what's cool about this album is on top of that, you've got such personal lyrics. You're really telling stories about your family. So I wanted to ask what your approach to songwriting is. You know, what comes first? What goes into that process?
2: Mm. I am very confident these days in my ability to eventually make it around to what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so I kind of figure out what I want to say. And as far as the musical pieces of things, I things typically start out musically for me first, right? So I'll think of a bass line or I'll think of a drum beat or I'll I'll think of some chords. And and then on top of that, I'll just improvise if i don't know what i want to do but if i if i do have an idea in my head i'll trust the idea and let myself run wild and and see what comes from that cool it it it's it's a like a looping kind of cycle of creation i make things and then like ah oh, that didn't work okay we'll go back you know and i'll try a different way ooh i like that and i always leave space I try not to be so close-minded. You know, I used to be like that. I used to be like, the song has to be like this, and then we're going to come in, and then this is going to be like... And, and I think there's more life in it because it's allowed to be a little bit looser from the creation phase. Yeah.
1: No, it sounds like such a spiral of creativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One of the cool
2: things I did was um, I would get the beats to a certain place and then load them up on a Bluetooth speaker. And I have a bike that has a back seat for my daughter. And so we're that family, by the way. Um, (laughs) We're riding around the neighborhood singing these songs aloud. (laughs) (laughs) Good, good. So it is like because I want to hear how these sound, you know, and like riding around on the pace of a bicycle. It's a little bit different, you know, than sitting still or walking and it it makes me feel good. And so that was a way of lyrical construction and melodic construction was just riding
1: around and and being that crazy person on the bike singing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think every neighborhood needs an Uncle Jumbo, you know. I'm a little jealous that that I don't have an Uncle Jumbo in my neighborhood. We got to hit you with the joy. That's what we do. (laughs) Yes, please. Now, speaking of the neighborhood, collaboration is such a big part of what you do. You know, in your career, you've worked with Fuch, 123 Andres, Mr. Cookie Jar, Lucy Calantari. You've really made your way around the kindy scene. So many different artists with different backgrounds. You were a part of the excellent album All One Tribe, one of my favorites from the last few years. Mm -hmm. And this album alone is star-studded. So I wanted to ask what makes collaborating such a big part of what you do as Uncle Jumbo? It's fun to hear people's perspective.
2: You can have an idea of what people are going to do, you know, and and I like to view what I do as, especially on Taste of Sky, I really felt like I was painting with people, with these artists. You know, I know how their sounds, the characteristics of their sounds, and I know how they're going to be on this one part of the song. And when it comes together, it's going to be like a delicious meal on the plate. Incredible. (laughs) But what always happens is more than that. The idea of what you had, of what anybody's going to do, it just gets blown away by what they actually do. And you get to see the personality, the heart, um, everything about these artists it just comes alive. And I love being surprised by that every single time.
1: And, and you can really hear that, especially on Taste the Sky. There's such a feeling of community, you know, with all these different artists. You even mentioned biking around with your daughter. Like your daughter's got input on this album. It, it feels like a true family affair.
2: This album, more than ever, was a family affair. And actually, Ani, my daughter, is a producer on the album along with me. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, she is credited. She is there. And she earned it because she really did give her input. And she provided different parts. I was giving her a bath one time. And I was singing the song. um, Yeah, that was Taste the Sky. I was singing the song Taste the Sky, the verse. And she just put this random harmony in this place. And it wasn't there before. It's not like she was singing along because she hears me doing that all the time. But she heard it and added this piece. Wow. And and I was like, that's incredible. Okay. You know what? You are officially credited. Yes. You know, I, I, I have to.
1: <laughs> I think you've got a future Grammy winner on your hands. That's incredible. She's the real deal. She does a lot. She's the real deal. Definitely way cooler than me when I was four. I was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, you were playing with Zydeco bands in Louisiana, of <laughs> course, right? so that's really saying something.
2: This does sound like a movie. That's hilarious. You know, back in my day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they say, who you supposed to be? I'm a Halloween banjo. ha, ha.
1: So I mentioned that I love your melodies, how they get stuck in my head. There was one melody in particular, and I think you're going to know where I'm going with this. Last October, there was a song that was in my head for months after the holiday that it was celebrating. Halloween Peño, Halloween Peño. Ha, ha. <laughs> and, and not just in my mind I mean it conquered the airwaves mm. the video super funny I mean the whole concept is hilarious so I've got to ask where did Halloween Peño come from <laughs> <laughs> just to fulfill <laughs> that part of my life I need some closure okay to the world I don't think I've ever talked about
2: this whoa I don't think I did Oh, no, I did. I did this freestyle. I did this freestyle where I talked about it. That's hilarious. I forgot about that. Okay, but I've never just just spoken to everybody one-to-one like we are right now. <laughs> okay, well, you're right. Like, so much of my stuff is collaboration. Um, I, Contrary to some people, I am a good listener, okay? And <laughs> but the things that really pop out to me sometimes are just everyday things. So, yeah. Um, we were at my, my wife's parents' house and we go over there. I like to go there every Sunday for dinner and we were there and I had a jalapeno on my plate and my daughter was looking at, she'd never seen one. I don't think. And, and she looked at the plate and she said, Papa, what's that? I said, jalapeno. She said, Halloween, Peno?" <laughs> I was like, no, but that's going to be a song. (laughs) So you instantly knew? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just kind of made a mental note like, okay, song, future, get back to eating. (laughs) 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 And then, yeah, like I said, I just kind of let myself go wild and just think about, okay, well. A Halloween peño (laughs) Let's
1: take it to the lab and see what happens (laughs) That's amazing I mean, that's everything coming together You know, it's true lightning in a bottle moment I believe in that stuff, man I believe that we got
2: a lot of cool things around us If we pay attention And sometimes it's unexpected things Like Halloween peño And we can make fun with it, you know (laughs) Definitely
1: Now, I want to add on to that Here on the Goober Hour I like to ask a question That nobody has ever asked you before In an interview This is a Goober experience. Exclusive. This is incredible. And my question for you is, what is the key to a perfect Halloween Peño costume? For mm. those going out as Halloween Peños, what do they need to keep in mind?
2: Yes. Body like a jack-o'-lantern, tail like a pepper. Okay? <laughs> that That's it. It's in the lyrics. It's a descriptive
1: song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess we've already been instructed, actually. Yeah,
2: I mean, the instructions are there. Um And I think that no matter how you do it, just keep that in mind. You know, you can wear green bottoms and and an orange top and use marker, you know, like Esther Crow's cool song. Make your own Halloween costume. You can you know, you can do that. You can it can be paper if you want. That'd be cool. You can cut it out like poster board and kind of angle it for the bottom of the pepper tail. And like there's so much you can do, but it all comes down to the lyrics. Body like a jack-o'-lantern tail like a pepper
1: <laughs> brilliant you know i think we may be the only people on the radio talking about halloween this early but uh <laughs> summer has not ended yet but uh
2: oh, man. i went to this i went to this um like american texas liver foundation walk and i and i performed at it and there are these kids who came up to me before my performance And they said, can you please, this is in April, by the way, can you please, please do Halloween Peño? I said, y'all, I'm really not prepared to do that in April. But whatever, let's just go ahead and do it right now. So on the side of the stage with just them, they got their own personal acapella Halloween Penyo performance. Wow, that song is—it's got its life of its own. It does.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's transcendent. It's transcendent. It transcends demographics. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not playing it up when I say it was a regular in my household for a good couple months there. So
2: you know, I've always wanted to bring people together and and just do what i care for world peace and i I gotta be honest i didn't see halloween peño being that one but if that's what it's gonna take
1: (laughs) if that's your legacy that's what it's gonna take (laughs) you know you never know maybe the end of the uncle jumbo biopic halloween peño conquering the world i mean (laughs) this is everybody come together in the name of halloween peño everybody (laughs) That's my legacy. Well, I predict many more legacies to come. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much again for being on the show. Finally, I want to ask you, what's next for Uncle Jumbo? What's in the atmosphere for Mr. I, I almost said Mister Mister Jumbo Mr. to be Jumbo. fancy, but it's Uncle. That's
2: cute. These kids at my daughter's school when I arrived, they say, "Hey, Mister Uncle Jumbo." <laughs> we can we can shorten it, y'all, but. um I mean, look, it took me three years to make this album, okay? I'm going to spend some time spreading this taste of sky love in the atmosphere. Absolutely. you can expect that. I I just put out the video with Mr. Cookie Jar for Hit Him With The Joy. It's made with dolls. Like, it's so cool. That video is so
1: cool. Yes. Shout
2: out to Kelly Anderson and Calvin Camp. They dream team came together to make that happen. It's so cool. Um. What else? What else? What else? There is just more videos. I don't even want to say the names, but more videos are coming from the album. There's a lot of love spreading. That's what I'm going to do. You're going to get this jumbo love and we're all going to taste the sky. That's that's what's going on. And then I guess, you know, what's unavoidable in the future is Halloween Peño,
1: baby. (laughs) Halloween Peño 2, The Return. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I return in a Halloween pinto. Oh, man. Well, thank you for all you do, good sir. Taste the Sky is now streaming everywhere. I highly recommend it. It's got that goober sticker of approval. It is beautiful. It's a bopper. It's a beautiful bopper. What can I say? Come back anytime, Uncle Jumbo. Thank you so much. Now, from Taste the Sky, this is Hit 'em with the Joy featuring my good friend Mr. Cookie Jar.
0: Let's hit him. Let's hit, em, let's hit em with joy. Let's hit em, Let's hit em. Let's hit em with joy Let's hit let's hit, Let's hit em with joy It was the clearest day ever Nobody wanted to miss out on the fun There were people jumping, roping, passing balls back and forth Some people, they just sat down and read a book It was the clearest day ever Everyone came out just to soak up the sun And it didn't matter if they never met before, then everyone smiled and said, "What's up?" And show love. Yo, what's up? Sunday, hit 'em with the joy. Lovely day, hit him with the joy. Don't want my joy to everybody passing me by spread that joy with my eyes the way I step side to side the way I shuffle over here and I shuffle over there kind of action in my lap and the way I toss my hair hit it with the joy cause you know I feel noise get the whole world ring at the joy stay up and get with it go on boogie like it's no offense ¡Ah!
2: Let's hit em. let's hit em with joy.